0: Attention passengers. Today, on Straight is on a podcast, the strangers go out to the woods for this 2020 horror hit. It contains Stubborn Teens, Broad Daylight Breaking and Entering, and a Child Eating Witch. Join us, won't you?
1: And welcome to the movie car here at strangers on a podcast. I am Mel Crass, also known as the conductor
0: with me is I'm grim weed, also known as grim weed.
1: Yeah. Hello, grim
0: weed. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, you know, that's what I do.
1: Yeah. Uh, Glad to have you. We're called Strangers on a Podcast because we're two guys who don't know each other and we're talking about movies to see how they bring people together or drive them apart. Are we going to drive each other nuts? Are we going to curse and scream one another out? Possibly. Are we going to stay on topic? It's no. looked
0: like it, especially for, for pieces.
1: Yeah, you uh, did not <laughs> enjoy that one.
0: No, not so much.
1: Uh, but today we are talking about all the way from 2019, or was it 2020?
0: Because I've, I've seen different... I think it was 2020.
1: Yeah. Uh, 2020, we have The Wretched, written and directed by the Pierce Brothers that are Drew T. and Brett Pierce, Michigan boys. Okay. Didn't
0: yeah. know that. But then yeah, again, they were. Uh... I didn't know about this until um, yesterday.
1: Yeah, we picked this one in kind of a hurry. Uh, it wasn't our first pick for this episode, but uh, the and one we And that's nothing were...
0: against the movie. We just were planning on something, and we realized that it would have been better off done later.
1: Yeah, with uh, some if outside that help. didn't sound
0: awkward enough.
1: Yeah. we uh, uh, This episode was going to be uh, about a very different movie. Uh, yeah. but which, we don't uh, need to
0: d- discuss that now. We're on a whole other thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, This movie, The Wretched, uh, it stars John Paul Howard, which is John... Paul, not Jean Paul, like Jean Jean Luc Picard or anything. No, it's not. He doesn't have a French name. I thought he was maybe like a French Canadian when I read his name, like maybe John Paul. Maybe okay,
0: that was. I just thought it was just another three named actor.
1: Yeah, another three named actor. You know, I saw a great interview with Joe Pesci once.
0: He's only oh, a two named no. actor.
1: Yes, that is. It's what. It, but there was this great interview with Joe Pesci after he had starred, and I think. uh either three heads in a duffel bag or something. Uh, he was doing an interview for this movie and, and the, the guy asked him, who's in the movie with you? It was either Letterman or Leno or possibly before Leno. I don't know. Uh, it was an old interview. And uh, Joe Pesci said, yeah, there's like a dozen people in the movie with me. They're all these young guys and they all got three names. I can't even remember them all.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: it was, it was Joe Pesci found it very annoying when he asked that. When he asked cast members, like all, all of them coming up to him to shake his hands, like, it's, it's an honor to meet you, Mr. Pesci. My name's Robert Sean Leonard. Hi, it's an honor to meet you, Joe Pesci. My name is Bryant Dallas Howard or something. That's not an actor.
0: Oh, okay. The only three name actor that comes to mind off the top of my head would, would be Zachary Taylor Thomas or Amy Jo Johnson.
1: Those are both three name actors. Yeah. Also, but oh, we also have John Paul Howard in this movie. It was a fairly young actor
0: yeah and even though i just watched the movie the name still doesn't come to mind when thinking of three named actors yeah um
1: but he plays ben who is a young man with a broken arm uh a young girl named a young actress named piper kurda plays his new friend at the marina her name's mallory and uh, an actor named jameson jones uh plays paul's dad i don't know what paul's dad's name was. In the movie, because they never tell you.
0: Huh. Did you I heard, catch? I thought I heard somebody say it, but I don't remember what it was.
1: It was Liam. But you? Oh, uh, yeah. So I yes,
0: don't. I do remember now. Mallory was calling him on the phone or leaving a message for him on the phone at one point. And yes, and that name. was
1: something like two thirds of the way through think, the movie.
0: Hmm, I think Sarah said it. I, I remember hearing it more than once. Now, now that you mention it. I seem to only remember hearing it once. Uh, the movie isn't. I thought big you said to begin with it. You didn't hear it at all. I don't believe it said it
1: very often. Is all okay. You don't need to be combative and always try to like you know hold me down like well, and punch it, me I'm in the just, face and be I like. Just well, get you confused. said this now.
0: You mean now. You made well, I just this. get confused. And so Everything I, has it's to be so said at all. And then you, you say. I, say, I, I remember just, hearing I, it once. Like
1: oh oh no, I, I exaggerated a sentence. Let's let's throw it in his face as hard as possible.
0: Oh, like I said, I'm just trying to figure out when you say, I don't remember hearing it at all, but then follow that with, I "I heard it once.
1: I don't remember hearing it for like the entire movie. And then at some point that someone says his name and I'm like, okay, is that the name of this actor at some point?
0: Anyway, I, I thought it was fairly early on the first time you heard it, but he's not called that or he's not addressed very often. And he's a pretty forgettable character anyway.
1: It also stars Zara Mahler as tattoo having mom, as I call her.
0: Okay kind of fits
1: and kevin bigley as her husband and a little guy named blaine crockerall as dylan their kid uh there there's also a baby that belongs to the couple but the baby is basically written out of the plot early in the movie and has no bearing on the story there's also a lot of characters we meet at the marina but they aren't named except in the credits and so who the hell knows who they're supposed to be honestly i i don't according to imdb uh gabriella plays uh JJ who's a pretty teenage girl that serves as unnamed eye candy for a few scenes. Uh, A guy named Richard Ellis plays a a dick named Gage, who has an adversarial relationship with the protagonist, Ben.
0: Basically, he is the plot point, the bully plot point. That's it. Yeah,
1: there's a bully plot point. It It doesn't get resolved.
0: It's just something that is needed to, at some point in time, hold back the protagonist doesn't really hold him back yeah yeah okay uh,
1: but it's all a bunch of nothing for the most part though because most of the movie is like plot threads that don't really go anywhere I I, I normally go on at some length about the various actors filmographies but yes you do this feels like a pointless task in this movie because uh, hopefully because I'll explain later
0: the only person that I know I've seen before is Sarah um where did you see her in I don't know but I know I've seen her before in something well she so seemed like a lovely young woman
1: I, I hope she has a
0: at one nope, point in the movie, a she was
1: fruitful career.
0: Yeah, well, I I thought you were the one that looked all that stuff up, so I didn't even bother.
1: I couldn't uh, I I couldn't summon the energy for this movie to uh, look up all the uh, actors' filmographies.
0: I, I'm guessing by that you feel about this movie the same way I felt about Pieces.
1: I I I don't know. I, I don't live in your head and know exactly how you feel about Pieces, but
0: I I at I least from the way I expressed my feelings towards Pieces.
1: Yes, I know and you and you keep doing that. You keep bringing pieces up. Is pieces living in your head rent free and you need to just no. remind me every minute that you hated pieces?
0: No, I'm just using that as a comparison to your feelings towards that towards this movie. Because remember, you picked movie. this one, too, so you can't yes, say I, I did, was trying yeah. to use it to get you back.
1: No, I, I, uh, I went by, uh, we needed a movie in a hurry, so I went by, uh, I got on Netflix and I found a horror movie, and I started looking at uh, different reviews for different horror movies on Netflix and we, we decided it was going to be on Prime or Netflix or something we could both watch in a hurry for free.
0: This could have been or a pretty good Mother's Day movie.
1: As free as streaming gets. And you say you don't like watching horror movies on Tubi because they, has com- they have commercials and you, you don't care for commercials in a horror movie.
0: For the most part, that's that's pretty much it, because I feel like it kind of takes you out of the moment. And if you're watching a horror movie and things start to get intense and then all of a sudden you're in like a progressive commercial it kind of ruins it but then uh like on that's hulu, a fair they they'll have commercials on and then just the rest you get a little bit wet into the movie there's some commercials and then it goes you might have one more set but then a large chunk of the movie you have nothing so you might have to sit through one or two but that's kind of it so hulu is a little bit better
1: Peacock will show like one or two commercials at the very beginning and then it says in an hour feature presentation or something. And now you just watch the movie. Let me get an end. At least that's how it is a lot with a lot of the movies I've watched on Peacock.
0: Yeah, but like Tubi and Hulu and Freebie. I don't mind watching TV shows and stuff on there. Some movies, but horror movies, it's just so many commercials.
1: Especially, uh, I enjoy the library on Plex. Uh, yeah, they got but a pretty good
0: selection as well.
1: They have a good selection, but they, they shove their commercials in in the most inopportune random times during a movie of late
0: that mm-hmm. I've noticed.
1: I would prefer the c- commercials on Tubi than Plex because, uh, like I said, the commercials on Plex are just so randomly shoved in. Uh, in yeah, like and if you look at, like,
0: okay, say you're watching a horror movie that was a made-for-TV movie. Mm-hmm. At least then it's designed for commercials in mind. Yes, it has little act breaks. That doesn't mean that they necessarily play the commercials when it should for, for the original edit of this, the show. But at least you you have those times when it's like, okay, yeah, this is kind of meant to be where you're not tense the whole time. Uh-huh. But then in a, a regular movie, there's times when it's like it's just building. And then, like I said, you're, you're in this commercial and... and Everything dies down you
1: now I wonder if uh, I, I wonder if TV editors are respected in the editing world more than um, movie editors because movie editors kind of have it easy whereas TV editors have to work around commercial breaks to uh, build and release tension
0: well TV editors uh, also have a lot less to edit and a Sometimes. lot less effects and all the other stuff to, to add in and sound is way different
1: oh i don't know i was thinking of like salem's lot uh that's how long of a miniseries i don't know it's fairly long you can like i i remember uh back in the back in the day of the video store if you wanted to rent salem's lot it was a two vhs uh thing i think it was like
0: three I and a half hours remember, to watch i just remember the cover
1: yeah with the uh blue nosferatu vampire like uh looming over a I i think a house yeah yeah, classic. But yeah. It, but what was the movie about? The one we're talking about, The Wretched. By the way, it does not feature the Nine Inch Nails song, The Wretched, off the Fragile album. That was a huge disappointment to me. It wouldn't have fit in anyway. It wouldn't have fit in pretty oh. much anywhere. No, but I, if you're going to have a movie called The Wretched, I would have at least, like, I don't know, maybe have The Wretched play during the closing credits or something like that. But no,
0: it wouldn't have fit well,
1: in. Well, you somewhere. know,
0: the word existed long before the song.
1: Yeah, I know. But I, I don't know. I... When I think of the wretched in media, I tend to think of the 90th song. That's just how my brain works.
0: Okay. But that still didn't tell me the answer to my question. Oh, what was your question? Is your feeling for this movie about like my feeling for pieces?
1: I didn't enjoy the movie. <laughs> is that what you need me to say? Was I Well, not there's a level
0: of, of dislike. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to gauge where it is because there's some movies it's like, oh no, I don't like it. But you know, it's not bad enough to where if it was on and there was nothing else, I'd I would rush to change a channel to an infomercial. There's different levels of dislike.
1: I'm not going to, at no point am I ever going to like a movie just so much that I'm going to change the channel to an infomercial and enjoy the infomercial. At that point, if there was nothing on but infomercials, I would put something on the Blu-ray player or something. But yes, I deeply disliked this film.
0: Okay. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, well. I wouldn't say it was a good movie. I would say there's, it looks amazing.
1: Yeah, it looks nice. The
0: sound is great. The Mm -hmm. characters, the characters weren't so great. There was some weird plot points and the acting was a little off. Well, actually, the acting, I wouldn't even say the acting was off. I think it was just more the characters. The care wasn't given to the characters that it was given to the look and the sound.
1: So the writing was off, would you say?
0: Yeah, it was more like this felt more like it was a rough draft. And they just said, okay, let's film it.
1: Yeah. Um, what I thought it felt like was, um, uh, I'm trying to think. how uh, The movie shoehorns in plot points and character appearances to move the story along toward a conclusion. It also breaks its own rules. And okay. It,
0: and where are you reading that from?
1: Well, that's just, that's my assessment.
0: Okay. It just sounded very much like you were reading it.
1: Oh, well, I well I do have this thing called a script I put together with notes. Okay. And I, I kind of have to use it, you know, to keep track of my thoughts and all that. Okay. You know,
0: I, have- uh, I mean, we've we've already established that I don't come prepared. Just the fact that I had notes for pieces was a very unusual thing. I think other than that, I've had notes for what? Bubba Hotep and Big Lebowski? Everything else has just been... Oh, no, I did have notes for Night of the Demons for what she stole
1: another another note i wrote for the for the movie the wretched is a collection of half-baked situations vaguely strung along by a nonsensical plot that's so heavy-handed with its coincidences it requires the viewer to forget all notions of logic or cause and effect
0: yeah like i said it's a rough draft it's like um, they had a bunch of ideas and were putting it together and instead of letting them actually flush it out and make it into a cohesive story they just said fuck it film it
1: and uh, as, uh, having come off of a few Coen Brothers movies that we've just recently <laughs> done, I, I can honestly say that, uh, you know, this does it, not it, hold up. You, you can look back on the Coen films and think, well, wow, what an amazingly written movie. And then you watch a movie like this and you're like, what kind of garbage is this?
0: It was still written better than Pieces. There was yeah, no random way, kung when, fu instructor.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Pieces is a cult classic. And I just want it on the record here forever and ever <laughs> that you hate Pieces. So if you ever like, you know, read up about pieces and you think it sounds like a fun party to go to, like you want to join the pieces bandwagon. I don't want to hear it. I want to, I want you to, this is permanent. You hate Mm -hmm. pieces. You're never allowed
0: to like pieces and you're not allowed to read like 15. Wait, hold on. Remember, I did say the movie is shit. Yeah. And it's a horrible movie. And the only way it could be good is if you mm. had a bunch of friends to shit on the movie with you. Okay. I did stipulate that. So until I have a group of friends to all sit and let me torture them by playing this movie for them, we will not know the answer to that part. But for, for the okay. rest of it, yeah, I hate that movie.
1: Good. Well, in in the future, let's just have it. I I know for a fact that you hated pieces, and you don't have to shove it in my face every sentence. I'm
0: not trying Oh, you're. It's just the most recent thing thing that we have to. It's the most recent thing we have. Well, it's the only thing we have to use as a comparison for something that one of us didn't like. Okay. Because everything else we've both liked. More or less. Well, nothing has been to the point where it's like, no, I will never watch that again. It's all been, at least to some part, enjoyable.
1: Yes, and there was nothing enjoyable about Pieces with the eye candy and the insane gore. I mean, yes, who could possibly get into garbage like that?
0: I'm not a fan of the red paint blood. Even Hammer films, that has just been one of the things that Makes it hard for me to watch hammer films. I don't like the red paint blood.
1: I don't believe it was red paint um, blood. They used actual pig
0: carcasses on some things. Mm-hmm. But still, it, the whole, the way the movie was done, it made it to where, yeah, there's a lot of bare flesh, but so. Right. It, I can see how, you know, early 80s when, okay, well, where's it? Where are you going to see naked women? It's horror movies. There wasn't the access to to internet porn and stuff like that that there is now so at that time i could see how that could be a selling point for the movie yeah come and look at all the naked women and there's a lot of it in there but other than that i don't see how there could be an interest now okay well back to the wretched well just trying to clarify yes 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 you brought that one up did i well you started the whole thing
1: I believe you, you're the one who keeps bringing up pieces. And again,
0: because in order to compare yes. it to something, because I was yeah. clear how I felt. So I'm trying to get use it as a gauge to how you feel about this.
1: Yes, I hated this movie, I guess, as much as you hated pieces. Moving on. All right. Well, first of all, when the movie starts, where does it start at? Do we remember? Oh, it starts 35 years ago, right?
0: Uh, something like that, yeah. yeah. I don't remember yeah, the exact date. I just remember the, what we were looking at.
1: The movie came out in 2019. So 35 years before that, it would have been 1984. We see a girl go into a, a house that has a bunch of toys getting rained on in the front yard. And this girl just walks into the house and, well, she, is anybody home? Oh, well, let me make a phone call. No one's watching their phone. I'll just make a phone call.
0: Well, didn't she try a different door first?
1: I don't know. I think she she tried the front door
0: and and no one answered. So she went around to a back door or something.
1: Well, no one's answering. I
0: better just let myself in, huh? And then use their phone. She was there to babysit, so she was expected.
1: She was expected. Okay. Well, if there's no one there in the house, then who do you
0: need to babysit? That's what she was trying to figure out what was going on, because she was expected. She was an idiot. She was supposed to be babysitting, and it's like, well, wait a minute, where is everybody? Then she hears a noise. And then
1: she goes downstairs.
0: Because it's a horror movie, and in horror movies, when you hear a noise, you have to investigate that's the rule.
1: Yes. Uh, so great writing right off the bat. Anyway, uh, so the girl goes downstairs and she sees what looks like a mother eating her child or some sort of zombie creature gnawing away at a, a little girl, chomping her head up and down. And mm-hmm. uh, and the girl is sh- shocked and aghast and the monster turns around and growls at her. And uh, she tries to run up the stairs and there's a guy up there who slams the door in her face. And we see an upside down A carved into the door. And interestingly enough, about during the prologue, is like the movie starts with logos, like all movies tend to do. It starts with logos saying such and such entertainment. And then it starts with a few credits and it lists the name of the actors and the title of the movie. And then it pops. Pa- stops and says 35 years ago. And then it gives us this little prologue. And then the upside down A floats out of the screen. And we go back to the credits. We I've never seen I don't think I've ever seen a movie do that before. It interrupts the credits with story and then goes back to the credits, finishes the credits. And then it cuts to a a young man with his face being shoved underwater like he's getting a swirly or something in a very big toilet or or he's just being drowned. So we go from 35 years ago to this, where a, where a young man is having his face shoved underwater, and we're given no real resolution to that because it says five days ago. And then it cuts to our actual story where the young man is seen sitting on a bus. Now, could you just but start your fucking movie where the story together. fucking starts?
0: Okay, you know there's a, this point in um, you know there's this point in pieces where it starts forty and years ago, right? we bring up ago, pieces right?
1: again. Yeah, forty five years ago. Then it cuts to the modern day, and that's yeah. it.
0: Well, because it's the only one that did that in all the movies we've talked so about so far. It,
1: it, yeah, it had a prologue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and we bring up pieces again. You know because, what? If you again, didn't because it was the only one the damn movie. Was I holding a gun to your head to make you watch the movie?
0: It was the only one. What other movie have we watched that's done that? Could
1: you, could you have called me and said, I'm really not digging this. Let's do let's do another one or something like that.
0: Well, that would defeat the purpose of us watching a movie and then talking about it. You picked the movie. Well, so, we could yeah. have
1: watched. There's millions of movies out there. I, I suggested pieces. I didn't know you would hate every frame
0: of it. I didn't know I'm either. Sorry. But again, like I said, that was that's the only one that we've had that has had that kind of a beginning okay so of the movies we've talked about again it's the only comparison okay but that wasn't uh, an didn't issue fifth elements, that one.
1: didn't fifth element start with uh in ancient egypt and then it cut it jumped forward to like 2070 or something
0: but it, it didn't start off telling you this was a long it, time yeah, ago. It, it started it, out it, this is what it is and then it went forward
1: Okay, but and that's but exactly what the story what did, did start says,
0: at this point. The story yeah, and, did start. And, the only thing that with Wretched, Element did it, it your started out later in the movie and then worked its way back to that. No, it didn't. Because it did. How did it
1: work its way? Did it go back in time to ancient Egypt when we saw the not Judd Hirsch? No, I just said again? the
0: Wretched. It started out at that point and then worked its way back to that. When you're talking about like did him having his face on a, underwater, it worked its way back to that.
1: Yeah, it worked its way back to that.
0: Yeah. It back to that. It, did yeah. we
1: need to see the fact that he's going to get drowned at some point was that was that incredibly well.
0: It's not the only the movie that has started out with okay, there's something serious going on, and then it goes back and tells you what led up to that point. Club
1: Dread did that, you know. it it shows. Yeah. Okay. up. Uh,
0: uh, Megamind did that. Club Dread did that. You're right. Uh, Fifth
1: Element did the whole look. Let's start in the let's start in the way way long ago, and then jump to the modern the period the story set in. This one does. Let's start 35 years ago. Let's jump to five days in the future, and then let's jump to the present where the story takes place. And that seems a bit excessive
0: to me. Okay, I'm guessing you're not a fan of Back to the Future. That's a movie about time travel. But they're going back and forth. Or okay, what about Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction?
1: That's artfully done non-linear storytelling. This
0: is well, this is also a bunch non-linear of non-linear storytelling.
1: So you think it's this movie not as is artfully comparable done, to Reservoir it's, Dogs? You I, think this movie is up there with the, they were borrowing no. a note from Tarantino when they did this? No. Okay, then so it's just crap that they came up with on and shot on their fly, like no, you just, said.
0: No, I'm just saying that it's non linear storytelling. And it's, yeah, and it's very poorly done. Just because it's not up there with like Tarantino, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Because yeah, there's a lot of movies it, that do and it, it that sucked. don't do it as well Moving as Tarantino on. does.
1: Either way, the story sucks from the very beginning when uh, we see that crap. And, oh, by the way, do we, uh, another question. Does anything from the prologue, does, does the death of the young babysitter, is that revisited at any point in the movie? Does that have any bearing on anything that goes on in the film?
0: It doesn't come up in the story. It just starts the mood. That's all it, it is. It's just mood. something to set the mood That's it. Just like the bullies are just something to use at one point, but they have to establish that they're bullies. Three or four points, actually. But there's only really one point when that becomes, okay, we need them for this. Uh, Everything else is just kind of establishing that they are bullies.
1: First team meets the douchebags at the marina where they take the barbecue out on the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he meets the douchebags again at the party he goes to. Mm-hmm. Then he meets them again, uh, when they call him, uh, they insult the size of his penis after humiliating him. Uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, he meet, dumps chum strewn trash in their boat.
0: Yeah. Out of re- retaliation and for what they had say. Out of retaliation,
1: yes. I know, yeah. why, I know how the how the scene worked. Uh, he gets attacked by one of them. I think the, the lead bully.
0: Uh-huh. And that's when yeah. it's needed for the plot that it's, it's needed he's, for the plot he's trying to go and save the the little girl and the they need girl. some way to stop him from getting to her in time they need some way to slow him down so they had to establish okay let's put a bully in that is the little the, girl yes the, the little reason.
1: girl who we were introduced for two whole seconds to so we're supposed to know who she is
0: it showed her then yeah, later showed a her- picture and then he called her sister and she's like who yeah yeah
1: that's that's the laziest of lazy writing I've ever heard. The witch is the witch makes characters forget that they had relatives, so that the writers don't have to worry about cause and effect.
0: That's not the only time they've there's been stories of just people being forgotten. And there's a yes. lot of a lot of them that if I were probably to pull up a list, you would say, okay, yeah, that was a good one. Am I saying it with this one? No. Okay then. I'm just saying that. The, the use of it as a plot point, I don't necessarily think could be said it's just a lazy way of writing. I, I can just think say it and I did say it's, it. again, something that they had the idea and just didn't flesh it out. There's a lot of good ideas here. They just lead to nowhere. That's
1: called lazy writing, which I said I mean, a minute ago, lazy writing. So you're pointing out that there's lazy writing. I'm pointing out that there's lazy writing. But when I say lazy writing, it's wrong. Because, because oh, I don't these think good it's lazy that... writing.
0: I think it's they just ha- didn't have enough to connect it.
1: They didn't have enough to connect it. Uh, yeah, okay.
0: okay. So it wouldn't be the first time that studios or some backers have had enough influence to where the movie goes out before it's ready.
1: Do you know that this was put out before it was ready?
0: No, I don't. But okay. I can't say that because the it was, writers it was, were were lazy without knowing all the
1: facts. It was put out during COVID, during lockdowns, and actually managed to be number one for seven weeks in a row because nobody was going out to see movies during lockdown in twenty
0: twenty. And uh, and Tiger King was a thing. We needed something to get away from that. Yeah. Anyway, never watched Tiger King, and I don't plan on ever watching it. Um, okay. Well, a lot of people did. Well, oh, a lot of people loved Hitler. Okay, that I don't think is a great comparison, but sure. It's all just love Tiger King. Tiger King, Tiger King, Tiger King, Tiger King. I, Screw you, Tiger King. I didn't say I love it. I'm just saying a lot of people watched it.
1: I, I If I cared, a, if I gave a crap, but a lot of people did, I'd kill myself.
0: Anyway. Okay, but he does care if a lot of people listen to this. So um, uh-huh. <laughs> ignore that last statement. Oh, I'm sure you'll just
1: edit it out. The, uh, where was I? Oh, I completely lost my place. All right. Uh, other points I didn't enjoy particularly about the movie. Uh, at one point, the witch, well, here's another thing. Um, let's see. The tattooed, the tattooed mom, whose name is not mentioned again until two or three fourths of the way through the movie. She is out in the woods with her son. She tells her son, we're not lost. I know exactly where we are. And then she hugs her son and says, by the way, you can DJ all the way back home if you don't promise not to tell your dad we got lost. you like, okay, mom. And uh, uh, so they're deep out in the woods, lost, right? Yeah. Because she just admitted like that it. they're out in the woods, lost. Mm-hmm. And they come across a tree with a hole at the bottom with the upside down A carved into it, right? Okay. And from emanating from the bottom of that tree with the hole in it, that seems to lead down into some vicious underworld is the voice of the, the tattooed mom talking to her child who was alone in the woods at that point. And it's saying, get over here, climb in right now. I've told you to come down here. And, uh, we, as the audience are pondering exactly what's going on, but, uh, any, we may have read like the description of this movie and know that it is a witch in the forest. Uh,
0: Anyway. Or just that it's a very cliche thing to right. have a have a voice calling a child and then jump scare the person that the voice belongs to comes up behind him.
1: Right. Anyway, tattooed mom finds her son. And next thing we know, they're home with a dead deer in their truck. Mm-hmm. Because they were so far out in the woods that they were out... They were out in wildlife territory and hit a deer on their way home. It doesn't show they're hitting deer. You don't have to
0: be out very far. No, I'm, I am in you the don't city have and far. have places where you have to watch for deer.
1: Yeah. Uh, you so can. you don't have to
0: be out very far to have to worry about a deer.
1: But it, I think it implied that they were somewhat rural. Like they're out toward lake country with the, with the marine. Well, they're on the coast. They're on the coast. Yeah. So it was actually shot in Michigan.
0: Okay. Well, they're on the, the coast of some kind of water. Yeah, there's a beach and a marina. So,
1: yeah. But, and if they're uh, in
0: Michigan, then yeah, there's gonna be a lot of wildlife. They there
1: is, yes. So, but they don't show her hitting the deer. Now she she just shows up with the deer, and it's in the truck. Um, okay.
0: Now, are we going back to your thoughts that you had from like May and and those when if they didn't show no, it, it we're didn't not doing happen. That.
1: No, no, we're not doing anything like that. What I'm saying is. In movies you're supposed to show not tell is is a kind of a, a a dictum, as it were. We don't it doesn't show them hitting the deer because maybe that costs too much money or they couldn't afford a scene where they hit a deer. But suddenly she has a deer. She is watching videos on YouTube about how to gut it or clean a deer. Or at least the son is. And then her uh, husband comes home with the baby because he's been watching the baby while she's been getting lost in the woods all day. And, um, and she says, I got a deer. I'm going to, I'm going to skin it so we can eat it. he's like, why? She goes, Oh, I've been doing this my whole life. Don't worry. It's good meat. Yeah. It's good meat. It's roadkill, but okay.
0: Um, well, I mean, if a deer comes out into the road and you hit it and it's not a time when like, okay, well this isn't in season and there could be some kind of health issues. Cause some animals, there's health issues of, if, it's wild in different points of the year, but if it's something like that, then it's not like it's been sitting rotting. You hit it, it died. Okay, what would be the difference between you shot it and it died?
1: Uh, you shot it and it died means maybe you didn't smash its intestines so that shit floods the insides of the insides of its gut cavity and destroys
0: all the meat. But you don't know that until you get into that. Yeah, and normally and remember, when a hunter- she used to do it when she was a. Kid with her dad, so it's been a long time. She might not have remembered that.
1: Don't hunters normally hang the deer up, hang the carcass up before they gut it? She doesn't do that. No, she she's such a professional. She just leaves it right where it's lying in the truck and starts cutting it open sideways. And shockingly, apparently, she messes it up and shit pours out of the deer along with guts and entrails, and, and uh it lands all over the driveway.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it's been a while. She was it's a kid a when while. she did it with her dad. Yeah, which she's means not a she kid anymore. wasn't
1: really quite the expert. She thought she wasn't.
0: Well, there's a lot of times when it's like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. I used to do that all the time with my mom, my dad, my grandfather, whatever. And then you start doing it and it's like, oh, I guess I don't remember as much as I thought I did. That's a fairly no, never common had that thing. Happen. Uh,
1: no, I if, if I didn't know how to do something, I would be like, I do not know how to do that. Okay. Anyway, uh, so we've, we established a few things. One, there is a... A monster of some kind living under a tree in the deep forest. Two, there's a deer on the back of this truck that they try to gut and do poorly with. And I I think later in the movie, the witch is inhabiting the tattooed mom. And she goes and finds the little girl, Lily, to take her into the forest, right?
0: Yeah, sounds about right.
1: And she she takes her to the tree with a hole in it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Which is actually two minutes away from town. You can walk there. Yeah. Okay. So what's the geography going on here? How did they get lost in the deep woods and hit a deer when they were near a tree that was two minutes away from a playground?
0: It was two minutes away from a playground at the marina, at the not marina. necessarily from their house. Yeah. And getting lost in the woods, you don't have to have a very large expanse of woods to get lost in.
1: I think you do. I think you have to have a little more of the woods than it takes to like walk two minutes and you're out of the woods. I think if you're going to get lost in the woods, that implies parking your car, walking for an hour or two, and then not knowing exactly which way your car is. You can't just park somewhere, go into some trees, and lose your bearings to the point that you don't know where you're going when you're two minutes away from a settlement.
0: I take it you've never gone hiking in the woods. I do, at
1: trails.
0: Yeah, and And there's a reason most of the times they say stay to the trail, because it's really easy to get lost if you get off the trails.
1: Not that hard, I've found. It, it, It basically comes down to having a basic sense of direction, and not only that, but this implied deep forest. Again, deep forest. That's where people get lost and need rescued, not forest that is surrounded on all sides by settlement. What implied deep forest? I just. That they were forest. lost. Yeah, and? You don't get lost in the woods that's two minutes from a playground.
0: Okay, if you say so.
1: It makes zero sense. It's bad writing.
0: Okay. You'd be surprised how easy it is to get lost.
1: I would. I think it's a little ridiculous that anybody could get lost in the woods and find a haunted tree two minutes from a playground.
0: Another thing. Well, again, if it's a haunted tree, if there's some kind of evil spirit there, there could be some kind of spell or something that makes people disoriented and they have a hard time getting away.
1: Did it talk about any kind of spell going on in the movie that uh, there's no, a disorientation I'm just saying spell? that that's
0: maybe why. We don't know what got left out in editing. It's not
1: based on anything from the film, though. No.
0: I'm just trying to think of some reason why a haunted tree and getting lost would possibly be tied together. That's that's all.
1: They're tied together because they discover the haunted tree while they're lost at the beginning of the film.
0: Yeah, but what I mean is why, why you wouldn't necessarily have to be way the hell out into deep woods where it's like, okay... This tree, there's something about the tree that it was disorienting. I'm just trying to figure out something. Something to explain your, um, not reasoning. That's not the word I'm looking for.
1: Is it lack of reasoning? Have I shown no logic
0: whatsoever? No. I, I mean, it's if, if it's where, okay, it's impossible to get lost in woods where it's two minutes away from something, then why would they be lost? There would have to be some reason. Okay, well, maybe the reason is the haunted tree.
1: And maybe the reason is, is the writers forgot that the haunted tree was supposed to be deep in the woods when they put the haunted tree scene later in the film. Because that, according to my notions of Occam's razor, that's the simplest explanation.
0: Well, maybe it's deep in the woods from one side and not that deep from the other side. And there are, you have to admit, there are a lot of cases when they have found bodies or signs that people had been lost and died in places that, you know, if they had just gone a hundred more feet, they would have found civilization. I mean, there's plenty of times when it's like, yeah, if they had just gone a little bit further, so maybe coming from the house or wherever they were on, on that part, it was deep in the woods, but coming from the marina, it's right there. So they could have got to that point and not realized that they were only right there by the marina.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so Ben, and this is another thing, because a lot of it ties into this tree being located rather easily to find. Ben realizes that the little girl Lily has been targeted by the witch, so much so that she's been targeted that her sister has forgotten she exists already. Somehow Ben remembers she exists, even though he's not related to her.
0: Well, yeah, because the witch had to whisper into an ear like she did with the husband.
1: I don't believe it showed her whispering in the ear prior to the husband uh, just claiming he didn't have any kids.
0: Well, yeah, it just but she did it fucking. after. And, that, you know, something happened the night before when he was looking through the window. It could have been what he was seeing was whispering was in the ear. The yeah, it, she a, could have little... been whispering in the ear then, but because he was spying through the window and we were get at his point of view we don't see or or we don't hear what's going on we just see and from that perspective it could look like something different do you or a loved one believe someone close to you has vanished and nobody believes you or even has any memory of the missing person call crass weed associates let us look into it for you have you been forced to work extra hours or to cover for the boss's child after they don't show up for work or leave without notice? We at Crass and Weed can help. Has the neighbor kid been breaking into your home and the police have done nothing about it? The Office of Grimweed Attorney at Law can help. Call today 1 800 I Forget. That's 1 800 436 7438.
1: Okay, so the witch hasn't gotten the little girl, hasn't gotten the Marina girl Mallory's sister yet. No. But it has somehow gotten to Mallory and whispered in her ear and hypnotized her into forgetting that the little girl exists. And then it goes after her sister, even though it never showed the witch in any way on frame with the girl Mallory to have any influence on her.
0: And that was how he knew, okay, shit, somehow she's gotten to her. Because right. this the the movie is told from his point of view so he's not going to know and that he knows everything he
1: knows everything he needs to know as soon as he needs to know it that's part of my problem with the film he looks at the picture and he thinks oh no lily's in trouble i need to go and ride to lily so he gets on his bike and rides to exactly yeah. the place where lily is his because he just knows
0: yeah his detective skills rival sherlock like i said the, the the character development portion of this movie was well, not garbage. there it was all in the look and the sound that was Yes where and it wasn't
1: went. that really in the look and the sound either
0: i think they did a really good job with the look of the like as far as the creature design and everything else i thought they did pretty good with that
1: yeah it's all a bunch of eye candy as long
0: as you don't think about it at all it's fun i don't think this movie was merely one that's meant to make you think this is this to I me agree. feels more like um goosebumps for adults that's really what it feels goosebumps. like it, it's kind of one of those here's a lot of weird little plot points we can kind of connect them together but it doesn't have to be that deep because it's just here's a fun little creature movie i that's kind of the feel i got out of it oh i'm
1: sorry but i demand a little at least some basic plot coherence now if if, if we're going since you keep bringing up pieces i'll go back to pieces all right okay. um, and remember here, here you brought this one up yeah sure i did It's a very simple plot: Mm -hmm. axe murder or chainsaw murderer on campus. Does it have to have any great? Yes, it has the the ridiculous kung fu, uh, out of nowhere thing happen. But for the most part, it stays. To it sticks to the story of it's a chainsaw killer on campus. Detectives that are then looking decides
0: for them. to stop using a chainsaw and start using a knife.
1: He only did that once. Anyway, it, it's a sla- it's a slasher movie and that sticks to, to do a it slasher house. It's a slasher movie that sticks to a slasher formula. This is a movie that is making up its own formula, breaking its own rules because that's another thing. Now the the character Mallory uh w- is on the phone with Ben when he's on the way to find Lily, which he magically does, and she doesn't remember where the hell who her sister even is. Later on in the movie, they need to have Mallory with Ben in order for him for her to be part of the climax, and she just shows up randomly and says, "Where's my sister?" Like he would know why, if you don't know where your sister, one, how did she even remember who her sister was all of a sudden? It's it's, okay. No, I'm not done.
0: No. I mean, (laughs) I, I have to ask you this before you go further, because in order to answer some of these questions that I have a feeling, well, that you've already asked and I have a feeling you're going to ask, I kind of need to know the answer to this question. What? Are we going to spoil this movie? I, I would happily
1: spoil this movie to save other people from watching it.
0: Okay, then go ahead. Continue your rant.
1: Uh, please, well, please put spoilers in the in the uh, episode description. Uh, Mallory shows up when she's needed at the climax for no, for no apparent reason because we've had this crappy protagonist, Ben, shoehorned into our face through the whole movie. Yeah, she suddenly remembers who, who her sister was. And instead of calling the police and saying she has a missing sister, she just rides her bike to Ben's house and says, Hey, where's my sister? Because that makes so much sense. And okay. then without without knowing any actual details of what's going on, Ben takes her to the to the monster tree that's hidden mm, about 10 feet in the woods, even though it's also the deep forest. And there he says to her, he, he pours salt around the tree, hands her a lighter and says, burn the tree down if I don't come out in 10 minutes. Rather than going with him to get her questions answered or doing anything a sane person would do, she just nods and says, whatever you say, Ben. I'm just, I'm going to stand here and take your orders. And even though i just met you like two weeks ago, I'm going to stand here and, and I'll, I'll kill you inside that tree if that's what it comes down to. And that to me just didn't make a lick of sense.
0: Okay. So we'll, we'll start with that last bit. I think you actually have described it best with your whole thing about fridge logic. Like if they just went to the police, everything would be done. It just makes sense now. And there's plenty of times in in movies when, you know, if they would have just gone to the cops or gone to this person, it would have all been done and all been handled. But it doesn't work for the plot. And Uh, as far as her and her sister, well, the ending wasn't her. And remember when Sarah is... Pouring milk into her coffee or what, or tea or whatever. She's pouring the milk. She's already not, said. No human would ever do that. Well, no. But she, remember, she's already said she can't do dairy. Oh. So since she can't do dairy, then she's pouring the milk. He knows that's not her.
1: And then she's killing but the But she doesn't
0: remember that she can't do dairy because she's just taking the place of. So at that point, when she doesn't remember her sister, and then later, it's like, where's my sister? He told her that she had a sister. He told her her sister's name. So she had been replaced way earlier than just the end of the movie.
1: You're talking about Mallory, even at the tree, was acting. She was the witch.
0: Yeah, she had already been replaced. But we see the
1: witch in the hole while Mallory is waiting outside. Who's to say there's only one?
0: The movie. When did the movie say there's only one? How many
1: witches crawled out of the deer carcass? On what basis do you have to say that there were more than one?
0: That doesn't mean there's see more than than one on screen. in the woods, there could be more than one out there.
1: Yes, there could be. There uh-huh. could be more than one out there, but we don't. We, on what? On what evidence has the film provided that there would be more than one of these witch monsters? Which, by the way, it didn't strike me as a witch. It struck struck me as some sort of Windigo type skinwalker or something.
0: Yeah, it now, did seem more like a skinwalker. But excuse me, what point in the movie
1: did it make it look like they're like? The witch had a sister that was out there killing people for her.
0: So if she didn't get replaced then, then when the house burned and all those pictures burned and he got his memory of his brother back, maybe the picture of her sister also burned and she got the memory of her sister back. Is that a better explanation?
1: No because there was no explanation given in the film.
0: Well, he the didn't remember the, he didn't remember the brother at all and then the picture of him with the brother burned and then it flashed to him with the memories. Which so was the I've,
1: cheapest, lamest, most shoehorned in, it's insulting standard, plot twist I have ever seen in a movie in my entire life. It's oh, a by the standard way, standard editing
0: a, flashback, oh, now they remember trick that's been done millions of times in millions of movies. No, it was incredibly lame in this. Well, again, I didn't say it was done well. I just said it's been done.
1: Yes, and it even shows like the scenes backwards. Like, uh, oh, oh, yes. And I watched the movie twice, and I noticed yes, there was a third plate with the dad and Ben when they were talking in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. where the little brother was supposed to be sitting.
0: Well, there were. Well, that would have been a fourth plate. No. Yeah, Casera was there.
1: No, earlier oh, yeah. than that. Okay.
0: At the very beginning. I thought you were talking about when they were talking after the party thing. No. But yeah, this movie is, it's a lot of cliched shots. It's a lot of cliched plot points strung together, kind of haphazardly. Very um, haphazardly. But the the thing I found interesting about it is you get to a point to where it's like, okay, so yeah, because this is going on, okay, well, it has to do this, has to do that. And you think, oh, well, that's this kind of movie. And then all of a sudden it gets to one of those times when oh yeah we also had this idea and now it seems like motivations have changed and everything just keeps shifting so now it goes on to a whole another set of cliches that would fit better in a different style movie
1: yeah so um, it
0: kind of keeps you guessing on what's going on
1: it didn't keep me guessing it kept me like why it kept me asking why in the hell is the character doing this five minutes after he did that because there's a scene where uh the witch wearing tatted up mom skin uh, strides out of her house in broad daylight and walks towards Ben while he's pouring a circle of salt around his house. Which, because he read online with the online exposition up, apparently you just Google this thing symbol and you get all the information you need to know about. Yeah, it. that's can, all. And you uh, can
0: find it on Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, Wikipedia. As, uh, mm-hmm. It's amazing this thing isn't well, more well-known, considering it's right there. Everything well, you need to know about it is Not right only that,
0: there. but considering the fact that it has a power to make you forget about it, it's kind of one of those, if there's no survivors, who's telling the tales kind of situations.
1: Yeah. Anyway, he's pouring salt around his house. She comes out. He runs in the house. He's alone in the house. Mm-hmm. The witch could break in, assumedly, but uh, maybe she needs invited in. I don't remember her being invited into the house Uh, At the beginning, like tatted up mom and the husband didn't invite her into the house. She
0: didn't go over there for that.
1: No, but she apparently cares about Ben knowing what she is. So she sends, she, she walks over, throws a note under his door and then just walks away.
0: Now, well, she was letting him know that she knows.
1: Oh, because it's some
0: deep cat and mouse game between Ben and the witch. Pretty much. Not really. Again, all the development isn't there. The plot point—it's like it has a, a lot of nice little starts, but it doesn't really have the finishes. I didn't think the starts were all that interesting.
1: It's uh, right. Here's another thing. Oh well, you no. Know, to finish my thought on uh, on Ben and the Circle of Salt, the witch comes over, shoves a note under his door, and he five minutes he he immediately goes back to watching her house, and then decides, hey, screw it. I see her going in and out of the cellar. I'll just go over, rush over there in broad daylight and break, bust my way in. It's like, okay, five minutes ago, two minutes ago or whatever, you were running from her. Mm
0: -hmm. You have no
1: idea where she is or if she's hiding somewhere outside your house or anything, but you just walk outside your house, find some bolt cutters, can't even use the bolt cutters on the lock. So you just loudly as possible, smash the lock with the bolt cutters. Yeah. He's not bright. No, he's not very bright. And the witch isn't that bright. He saw her
0: leave and lock it and then he immediately went there so i was even thinking was like you shouldn't you make sure she's actually gone instead of you know she just gave you the note so you know she's aware that you know what's going or if there's something in the basement so it's kind of like it a, could very easily be a trap why are you going there
1: it felt kind of like a bad rip off of fright night with a with a little bit of
0: rear window mixed in oh there was a lot of rear window mixed in
1: yeah there yeah. was and it was all done very poorly
0: yeah, like I said, there was a lot of nice little starts. There was a lot of cliched things. It just didn't execute. As, it did not. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think it, this is, it, it's not it's not a good movie. I I will say that. It is, it's not a good movie. It is a, a good movie to look at. The sound design is good, but the characterization and the character develop, development as, leaves a lot to be desired. But it's one that if you just want something to put on in the background while you're like washing dishes or some shit like that, it's not something that is going to immediately make you be like, Oh God, no, not this. At least for me.
1: Yeah. For me, I'll, I'll never watch this piece of crap again. Okay. So you were able to enjoy the film on some basic level then?
0: Um, to an extent, like I said, it just, because it kept switching where it was going and the cliches, like I said, they. It was like a cliche for a certain type of movie, and then it just switched to something else. It's like, okay, well, I thought that's what was going on, but now we're in a whole other kind of movie. So what's going on now? So it's just like, it kept me guessing. But I will also say, I think I was probably watching it in a different state of mind because of where I live. You do have certain benefits in your location. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it was that bad. There are definitely worse. It was almost... I think what was hardest for me was there are a lot of kids and it's, it's one of the things that in a way it's cool for the studio to do it, but I could see why it would be hard. It's teenagers written to do things a teenager would do, talk like a teenager would do, but then put into very adult situations that they wouldn't or shouldn't be in to begin with. So it's like, Okay, that would be something you would expect for a movie for teenagers, but it's written for adults. So it's like a teen movie for an adult audience, and I don't think the translation comes off as well. So maybe like an early, early adulthood, like mid to early 20s would have a little bit more connection than us. Maybe. It kind of felt like the same way as... What Halloween was it where they had the webcam thing?
1: I I don't recall.
0: But whichever whichever one that was, where they were watching people walk through Michael's house over webcam. The way that plot was put together and just the weird but why loopholes, it had that same kind of feeling with the way this movie went. Just without the benefit of Michael.
1: Hmm. But you did talk about how it looks good, so we should talk about... The cinematographer, it was by a guy named Connor Murphy,
0: who uh, I believe was friends with the uh, Pierce brothers. Yeah, and I thought, like, the marina and a lot of shots are in the de- during the day, so you need to have the colors and the, the brightness and everything. And But the rest of the movie, I thought they did pretty good at setting the tone and, and the, just the way everything looked visually as far as the color schemes as well as the, the makeup and, and everything else.
1: I, I would argue that the tone was all over the place and the fact that you know now it's a uh now it's a dark movie going on at night and it's supposed to be scary and claustrophobic or but then we cut to day scenes at this marina where it's just life going on as usual and such and mm-hmm.
0: rather tedious yep so so life goes on while shit's going down
1: yeah uh i can think of well let me think of it like let's talk about ben as a protagonist
0: okay now, he, he's not a good protagonist. I'll, I will start that off, but with that, he's not a good protagonist. No, he's not. Huh.
1: Now, uh, like I let's compare him, say, to maybe Nancy Thompson from Nightmare on Elm Street. Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, she deals with her situation despite nobody believing her. Or maybe mm-hmm. we should compare him to Charlie Brewster from Fright Night.
0: Um, I think Fright Night would probably be a little closer.
1: Yeah. But uh, it's still, uh, it's teenagers who are dealing with a supernatural threat yeah. that they can't explain to their parents.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, now, Although this kid ben... had the advantage of what they're trying to ex- explain also can make people forget.
1: Yeah. But uh, what does Ben have to go on, for the most part, when it comes to uh, what's going on? What? How does he make the leap to, uh, it's a witch who's eating people? Uh, all we see is he Website. hears something—
0: hmm? The website.
1: Yeah, it's the website that he,
0: he yeah. immediately goes to. Yeah, because until then, he sees something weird. He tells the kid, if you see anything weird, let me know. The kid shows up, is afraid to go over there. Then the kid goes missing. So he goes over and checks it out, sees oh, the a kid's symbol, killed and screen. then looks at the symbol. And well, yeah, but as far as he knows, he just knows the kid show he he saw something. He told the kid, if you see anything weird, let me know. The kid shows up and is afraid to go back with his mom. Then the kid goes missing. He goes to check on the kid, sees the symbol, goes online to research the symbol, and then finds out what that's all about. Right. Uh, He
1: only sees the symbol because he turns over the welcome mat outside the house for no apparent reason. He just like looks down a welcome mat. Could have been looking for a key, but why would he need a key to go into a house that? is occupied
0: maybe he was gonna break in when they weren't there to look for evidence maybe he did continually watch them and then go through their trash to look for evidence so that could have been what he was thinking
1: anyway i think the more interesting story that could have happened in the movie is uh just going on inside and by the way the the tattooed mom lady as i call her uh she is given a name later in the movie her name is abby her husband's name is ty But you really wouldn't know that if you weren't reading their credits on IMDb and then saying, oh, okay, that's that actor. Uh, Because, okay, that's the actor who played her husband. So his name was Ty. The the husband's name was Ty. Um,
0: Really, the only ones that have names that are said often are Dylan and our two team leads. Ben and Mallory. Yeah. Or Mal. Other than that, the names aren't used often, if at all. Which is possibly a
1: choice by the directors and the writers to add into ambiguity of the story.
0: Well, I mean, if you think about it, you don't tend to, in in conversation, like how many times when you're talking to somebody, do you call them by their name in conversation? It's not a normal thing to just be using names all the time when you're talking to people. And this is not a lot of, well, this person told me this or that. It's like, did you see Dylan? Or, oh, Dylan's missing. It's that kind of thing. When it's like, oh, if a kid's missing, you're calling out the name. There's not a lot of just random names used to just establish that's who the person is.
1: No, I suppose there aren't. Um, now, on the one hand, I can... Uh, well, we were comparing uh, Ben to a, other protagonists for a moment. And uh, mm-hmm. I just... I, I I feel pity for this generation of, of, of horror moviegoers who... Like you and I were spoiled to have awesome characters like Charlie Brewster and Nancy and, and Heather or Nancy Thompson uh, as awesome horror protagonists back in the glory days of the eighties. And uh, kids nowadays watching a movie about you know someone from their generation investigating a supernatural horror are left with this shoehorned sack of crap named Ben as their cipher character to enter this story.
0: I blame this on Wes Craven.
1: You blame this on Wes Graven?
0: Yeah. Scream killed horror movies.
1: I, well, you could say it also reinvigorated them to some extent. It
0: it changed them. It, it I guess if it reinvigorated, it reinvigorated because it got an, a new crowd to go in instead of just the same old people that had been going to horror movies for years. It, it brought in a younger crowd and, and all that, but it brought in that. That meta crowd, and oh, all these movies have to be meta. And then it changed from that into well, we have to have webcams, we have to have, and and it, we have to have all these new things and incorporate all this crap that doesn't help the movie in any way. But it made it to where now all we have is shit teen movies like Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and, and, and those kinds of movies. So what do they have to go off of is that. So then this is the result of that generation's horror movie.
1: I think the last good horror movie I saw that was based on modern teens, if it was modern teens, is It Follows. I haven't seen that one yet. You haven't seen It Follows? No. That's a good one. I'm I'm behind
0: on a lot of the new horror stuff. I'm behind too.
1: Have you seen Evil Dead Rise yet? No, I have not. I have not either. I, uh, I
0: have it. My life partner did not want
1: to go see Evil Dead Rise, so I did not. We did not go see it in the theaters, and we haven't rented it yet or anything
0: else. Yeah, I have the 4K of it. I just haven't watched it yet. Been too busy with editing and recording. And I will say though, you know, the prep for these last few movies has been a lot easier because, like, the prep for this one is found out a couple of hours ago, watched it now we're recording. The prep yep. for Pieces was watch it once I was done. But everything else has been watch, rewatch, rewatch. Now rewatch with commentary. Oh, wait a minute! Now rewatch with that commentary too. So the prep work has been easier. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad you're. The stress level you're, not so much. I would hope you could find some time for yourself in all of this because I I oh, we, really we did manage
0: no. to go fishing yesterday.
1: I would. I'm glad.
0: Well, you know, got to eat.
1: You're you're fishing for your meals now.
0: No, it just happened to work out that way yesterday. Okay. I'm not so bad I'm, I'm out there trying to fish for my meals, um, but, you know, not far off. So, you know, like, comment, rate, heart, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. Tell me why this movie rocked and I'm an idiot.
0: I, I, don't, I don't think it rocked. So if you do, do say it does, then I'll even disagree with you. I just don't think it's as bad. It's not a good movie, but I don't think it's as bad as you do. It wouldn't be um, my choice to watch again, that's for sure.
1: It's meant to be about paranoia and fear, but the fact is, when it comes down to it, the characters are so bereft of any enema of their
0: own that they feel like pieces got an enema in this movie? Enema. Oh, I thought you said they had an enema. I was like, I don't remember an enema scene. They feel it's like, like... Are we sure we want... Maybe that's why you didn't like it. We were watching a different movie. Your movie had enemas. <laughs> <laughs> no. The characters okay.
1: feel like pieces being moved on a chessboard rather than people inhabiting a story, is what
0: it felt like to me. Um, yeah, kind of. Like I said, the the characters were not fleshed out. There was a lot that still needed to be done.
1: Yes, but apparently the movie did well enough that when it came out, the world was shut down. This movie was released into theaters, em- vastly empty theaters, uh, full of people who were apparently defying lockdowns and going to see movies. So that this movie managed to eke out. Uh, I guess it made its budget back plus some. And- yeah, I know
0: they were talking about sequel. Oh God! I hope there's no sequel. I don't don't know if they they decided to to do one. I know there was sequel talk, and they left it open for that in the end.
1: Yeah, they did. Rather, it made no sense to me at all how they left that. How that was supposed to be another twist at the end? I just no. I'm sorry.
0: Well, you know, those last minute twists to open up for a sequel very rarely make sense because I know. Look at. all the Friday the 13th movies, all the yes, Nightmare on Elm no. Streets.
1: Yes, at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, they just shoehorned that thing in where uh, Freddie's still alive and pulled a uh, Marge Thompson through her door.
0: Yeah, and, or a uh, sex doll, whichever one you prefer. I never prefer a sex doll. Well, as far as the movie goes, they preferred the sex doll. Probably because it's easier to pull a sex doll through a small hole than it is for you to pull a full-grown woman through a small hole. It was a sex doll that they used for the, as a stand-in for Marge. Like a blow-up doll? I don't know if it was a blow-up doll, but the, it's a sex doll. Fun trivia for
1: Nightmare on Elm Street. We should cover that movie
0: sometime. Yeah, we could. Then we'd have to cover all the sequels. But, oh well, poor us.
1: Mm. I don't know if I have that much more to say about this movie. Uh, it's it's. So I'm going to evolve- have
0: fun here then. What would you change? <laughs>
1: Well, well, first of all, I would change... Uh, y- you know what? I wouldn't even have Ben as a protagonist. I would never have involved this entire plot of a teenage boy spying on his neighbors and, and ridiculously figuring out that a witch is haunting the neighbors next door. I, I would just set the entire movie in that house and have it be about the little boy Dylan trying to escape his now-possessed mother. That would be the much more interesting movie. And maybe
0: trying to save the baby... Who is it kind something. of reminds me of is it antlers is that the one I haven't seen antlers um I think it's antlers but it kind of reminds me of that a combination of that and rear window
1: antlers I remember seeing a lot of trailers for that I'm sorry I did I, I failed to see it in the theaters when it came out and I have yet to be able to uh, I have a find
0: feeling it. you would like it better than this I've I've heard positive things but it reminded me of a combination of antlers and rear window but through a teen's eyes Yes, well, hopefully they did it better in Antlers. Um, I I don't know if I could, well, I guess I am kind of comparing them, but I don't know if I would necessarily compare them as this movie versus that movie. It's just the way it was set up and like how you were saying with just the kid trying to escape and everything. Having that, it's like that's the Antlers and then Ben is the rear window. If you were, if you saw antlers, you'd probably understand what I'm saying better.
1: Antlers is about a kid trying to escape from a horrible situation. I'm assuming.
0: Um. Yes and no. Okay. Since you haven't seen it, I'm not going to say because I don't want to spoil it.
1: Anyway, if you're listening to this uh, and you enjoyed the wretched, um, shame on you. Actually, no. Good for you for finding something you liked. I, I, I have. I'm proud of my bad taste in movies. And uh, okay,
0: I'm, I'm going to say. If you're somebody that it's like, if you're not a, if you're not a big horror fan, you just kind of want it. Like you like to kind of brain dead. It's got some jump scares it, it you don't really want to be scared, but you want to put on a horror movie or you're somebody that is very easily scared. V- then you can go to this instead of like exorcist or, or something that be funner. That, well, for some people, but no, I can see, ever- I can see how for some people that this would be their their preferred way to go into horror because it's not overly scary. It's not overly gory. There's not a lot where you have to think about what's It's not like hereditary where all these little things just keep adding up, but you still have a lot to think about. It's not like something like that. It's here's a little thing. Okay. Now we're done with that. Here's another little thing. It's like somebody wrote it that has ADHD. It's like, I can only write on one thing for so long before I switch to another topic. And then they pieced it together. Yes, it was a half-assed strung together script. Which I guess probably would be what I would change. I'd flesh out the characters a little bit more. Throw a little would you bit more rid character together. I, I don't know if I would have I don't I think I would have had more revenge against the bullies rather than just what he did and then either not had the fight or had some kind of thing. That was like getting him back for the fight. Some I would have come back to it some way if I kept them in at all. I would have had their boat burned down on the lake. That's kind of what I was hoping for when they like completely disregarded his warnings and oh, we're surrounded by water. I was waiting for the next thing to be some kind of report about how a boat blew up. I thought that that's where nice. this movie was going. Because I, I didn't know anything about it. You just said, well, what about this? But while you, were, while you were saying that, I was also I, cooking fish and doing a bunch of other things. And then you're like, okay, yeah. Or we can do this one. Like, well, what? Just, let's just do one. So you picked that. And then today you said something about it. I was like, oh, crap. That is the one we're supposed to watch. I haven't had time yet. So let me go watch it now. So I never looked up anything about it. All I knew was the name. And when you said something about recording it tonight, I was just about to text you to make sure that was the movie we were supposed to watch because I forgot the name of it. Well, at least we got one in the can. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we don't always have to like the movies. There's going to be times that, you know, hopefully somebody will give a suggestion about, well, what about this movie? Or once we get the Patreon going, hopefully someone will say, hey, how about this? That doesn't necessarily mean we'll like it. It does not. Or, you know, I th- I was thinking, too, that, you know, what if one of these times we just go and grab random movies off our shelves and say, here's one that I haven't watched yet. Let's watch it. And then it turns out that it's a good thing you hadn't watched it because it's crap. I know I have a lot of those.
1: I, uh, I did have a period where I was essentially addicted to buying DVDs. And uh, I would go into, like, Walmart. You know, they had that $5 dump bin. Mm-hmm. Where you could just like you know go through it and find like this and that this or that movie for five dollars. I would just buy movies just to buy movies. I would be like, uh, okay, I think this this title sounds familiar. I think I've heard of this. And
0: uh, yeah, I would go to I'd go to like dollar stores and around Halloween and look through what they had there, or I'd go to like big lots. Big lots would have like DVDs for a dollar and Blu-rays for three bucks, and I would just go through and say, oh, this sounds like an interesting title. Or, uh-huh. oh, this this has that person in it, so I'll get that. And I've got quite a few movies that way that turned out to be really bad movies. But I've got some that really surprised me. It's like, how did I not know about this sooner?
1: I think, uh, well, I mean, I, I, for one thing, like you just mentioned during Halloween time, I think that's just, that that's always been just, one of the reasons that's like Christmas for horror movie fans is because you can go anywhere and you can find like discount horror movies. In, like, a special section for Halloween. Yep. And you never know what exactly you're going to find in any given store at any given year. And sometimes you just strike gold. And uh, that's yeah. And just there's part really, of the fun. Other than media. Christmas,
0: there's really no other time when you see an abundance of any certain type of movie come out. You don't see, like, oh, yeah, here's all these Valentine's movies or here's all these Easter yeah. or whatever. It's you get Christmas movies, you got horror movies. So Halloween and Christmas.
1: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately though, it is getting, it's not getting as easy as it used to be. It, I, the, a lot of the department stores around me are not stocking DVDs around Halloween the way they used to. So I just, you know, keep my hopes up that, you know, those trips will still be around in the future.
0: Yeah. I, I used to like go into, um, a lot of the different used video places. Uh, Rasputin is a good one that I know there's a few of them here. I know there's a couple in. It's not just centered right here. There's there's quite a few of them all over.
1: Yeah, but uh, um, here in um, in my town we have a store called Disc Replay that uh, has tons of used DVDs. It's like buy three get two free at all of them. Uh, back when DVDs were the biggest thing and DVD and Blu-ray was still a glimmer in people's eye, you may remember Borders Bookstore. Yeah, I had I had a uh, I had a lot of. Uh, gift cards to Borders bookstore, and I went and spent them all on a *Royal Tenenbaums* by Wes Craven. Or I'm sorry, Wes yeah, Anderson.
0: Yeah, that's not Wes Craven.
1: Yeah, Wes Anderson. Uh, I I bought Wes Anderson's *Royal Tenenbaums* on a special Criterion uh, collection box set DVD, uh, two disc DVD, and uh, and it, it's really great. It looks like it's it's in a slip cover that looks like a library book and everything, and uh. Relative of mine borrowed it, and uh, I asked for it back like uh, four or five weeks later, and they gave me instead of getting the 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 disc with the slipcase back, I got the the case that it was in with the cover taken out because somebody had taken the cover out and put it on their wall or something the slipcase itself was missing completely the booklet inside was gone and not only that but the main movie disc itself was gone and all i had left was the special features disc and i had paid like uh something like 55 or 60 dollars at borders in gift cards just to get this thing
0: when i would loan movies out that had slip covers i wouldn't give them the slip cover
1: i I don't remember actually loaning this out by choice. I remember it kind of being taken by force, to be honest. Either way, uh, that's one drawback of physical media. When you have a nice collection, uh, people might like to borrow things, and then you're put in the awkward social situation of: Do I let them borrow it and and risk losing it because they're probably not because they don't have a physical media collection like me? They might not give a crap the way I do, or do I act like a dick and tell them they can't borrow it? And uh, that's just part of the wonderful fun of having physical media
0: collections. Well, that's one of the things I like about like the, the app that I use to keep track of what I have is like, I, can, boxed. Um, I can be at a store and there's been times when I'll look and say, like, I don't know if I have this or not. And I can just scan it with my phone, and it'll tell me if it's already in my collection or not. And I can also say, oh, I've loaned this movie out, and this is who I loaned it to and when. And you can track all that as well.
1: Have you ever had somebody say, oh, no, I gave that back to you? Yeah. Gee, they lie, too.
0: And I'll say, when? I gave it back to you. Get off my case. Because once I started using that app, I'd pull my phone up and be like, okay, here it is. And I'd show them, okay, so... No, you can see you've borrowed it. And then when they'd return it, I would say, like, okay, see, it's returned. But play it off more like, oh, check out this app. Look how cool it is. When all I was doing was proving I know you head. have it and I know when I get it back.
1: Hmm. What's the name of the app? Collectors. Collectors. With a I might Z. Have to, I might have to download that. Yeah, and they, But then again, I, I probably, I don't need it as much because I don't have any friends. And I don't lend things out to
0: well, it's it's nice just to be able to track what you have and mm. like say you and I were sitting here talking like, oh, what are we going to do next or trying to come up with something? I can just scroll through a list real quick as we're talking rather than having to go and look at the shelf or try and remember what I have. Right. But they also have it available for music, for comic books, I think for just regular books. Interesting. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool. Uh, I have spent many a time at the uh, comic book store where I um, I used to read a lot of Hellboy. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hellboy comics, but they're much better than the movies. That's what i heard. Uh, like. Hellboy is uh, available in a lot of these uh, lovely slim uh, trade paperback forms of uh like. Hellboy doesn't come out as a comic like issue one, two, three, and Hellboy went all the way up to issue one hundred and ten or something. Hellboy came out. Uh, in limited series of one through eight or one through 12 and every every comic was every arc was collected in a different uh, trade called seed of destruction or conqueror worm or what have you but hellboy never had a continuous uh count and unfortunately that makes it kind of hard to unless you have a photographic memory which i absolutely do not uh it's hard for me to go into a uh comic book store and look at the Hellboy section and think to myself, have it, have it, don't have it, don't have it, have it, have it, don't have it, or something. So it would be nice if I had an app on the phone that could tell me
0: nope, don't have this one yet. Yeah, and it's fairly easy. You just scan the barcode and It'll ask, like, right, is it this version or this edition? Sometimes it it won't find something. And if it doesn't find it, you can always put it in manually. And then I think it gives you the option of, do you want to upload it? So that way, if somebody else comes across the same thing, then they don't have to enter it manually. I think it gives you that option as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to try it out.
0: It's By the handy. way,
1: hey, collector, zap, we're, we're plugging you here. If you're hearing this, <laughs> you know, hey, buy us some uh, stuff. I've been
0: using it since... Oh, well, I've been using it over 20 years.
1: Sounds like a good app.
0: Yeah. Um, when I was it's using still it,
1: active, is it still getting updates?
0: Yeah. Oh, There you go. Um, when I was using it, when I when I was when I first uh, when I first started using it, you didn't have cell phone apps for any of that. Huh. It was all on your computer to put the th- things in. You either had to type the name in and do a search, or you had to buy a barcode scanner so you could scan everything. And entered in that way. And it used the Radio Shack cat. I don't know if you remember those.
1: No, I don't. It was
0: just a little white, it looked like a little white cat laying down, but it was a barcode scanner. Oh, but it cool. used those, or you can get other like USB barcode scanners or Bluetooth ones. And it was mm. fairly early on in, in Bluetooth as well. You didn't have computers with Bluetooth. So you always had to, if you had Bluetooth, have to have a Bluetooth dongle. Ah. So, Yeah, I've been using it for quite a while. Yeah, you sound uh, pretty old school with that. It's gone through some changes, but so far it hasn't. It's not like some things where it goes through changes and now all of a sudden nothing works or they changed it. And it's like, ugh. now why am I going to use this? Hmm. The the changes have always been pretty much for the better.
1: That's good. Uh, It sounds like a uh, well-managed app then.
0: I recommend it to anybody that's looking for something to track their collection.
1: Unfortunately, I can't keep track of opened action figures. I assume probably not. It might yeah, be a little harder. So. Yeah, that's that's called the photo app on the phone. You just take pictures of every little Star Wars action figure you have, and you can just you know scroll through. No, that's a nightmare. So, yeah, no. But
0: um, oh, did you what? see? There's new. Um, there's new Funko Pops coming out for Big Lebowski. Oh, really? 25th anniversary of Funko Pop. They're they're. Putting out Big Lebowski Funkos, and uh, this year's characters? also an anniversary for for Lebowski too. What I don't know the they? characters, I haven't seen them. I just see, oh, okay. I keep seeing the articles saying they're releasing them for Funko's 25th anniversary, but I haven't seen any pictures or anything yet.
1: Well, I, I think they tend to release those little series and uh, series like a group of four or something. So it'll probably be four characters. Or...
0: Well, I'm assuming you would at least have the dude and Walter. Yeah. Probably maybe, uh, Donnie.
1: Or maybe uh, one of the Nihilists.
0: Um, Uli. Maybe Maude. But you would at least have the dude and Walter. I would hope. Yeah. I mean, the movie was essentially just a buddy film anyway.
1: Some of those Funko Pops are worth a lot with limited editions uh, the way they are. Like uh-huh. uh, I was at a uh, one of those disc replay stores I was talking about and I saw they had an Alex DeLarge Clockwork Orange Funko Pop and I asked how much it was and they said that's like
0: $80. Yeah. There's, there's Bob's Burgers ones that are over 90 bucks.
1: Yeah. Uh, some people get addicted to buying those. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I've, I've heard uh, I read online somewhere about uh, some Funko Pop collector who who was collecting them every day and spending so much money. His uh, wife or partner like said, look, it's coming down to the house or your Funko. Figure it out. And he was like,
0: uh. Yeah, I, I believe it. People get really addicted to that kind of stuff.
1: I have one or two Funko Pops. I have a Pickle Rick. That's my favorite one.
0: Yeah, I have Shorty. I have... I think Shorty is the only one I think that I've bought. All the rest were gifts, I believe. Um, But there's like a Darth Vader. There's a Christmas Vader. I have a Jason. I have a Michael. I think I might have Yoda. Oh, cool. But yeah, I got a few of those. Most of my stuff, though, tends to be more like McFarland rather than Funko.
1: Oh, like... uh... Modern McFarlane figures or older stuff. Well I
0: have I have like the the old spawn stuff and then it, mm. there's uh like the Princess Bride is McFarland that did those. Yeah, but yeah anyway. Uh, anyway. Talking about being off topic, we went well, I, way I think the fuck off topic there. I think
1: we've covered the topic basically to death. I don't know what else we can talk about with the bad movie we watched this week.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It I mean, had
1: good sound design. The the sound department was made up of of. You know, you know what, a, though?
0: I think we might be able to pull something positive out of this.
1: It was made up of eight different people. The sound mixer was a guy named Hip, Nick Hepting. And according to IMDb, he is uh, a director, a writer in, in a sound department, and he's known for uh, mostly shorts. I think we can pull something positive
0: out of this for you, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. So
1: the music was also pretty good. And I know Devin Burroughs, the composer, he was actually, I think I said earlier that the cinematographer was a friend of the, the Pierce brothers. That was probably wrong. I know that I read somewhere that Devin Burroughs, the composer though, is definitely a friend of the Pierce brothers because he uh, also did their film, the Deadheads, from 2011.
0: So this movie compared to not just movies we've watched for this, every movie you've ever watched. Uh, Would you say you've watched anything worse than this?
1: Uh, and I'm just yes, asking
0: on, your own opinion, not. On that mystery, Clear Science opinion. Theater
1: 3000. Sometimes they show movies that are just so completely bereft of. And it's not.
0: Maybe well, yeah, not even. Did you the, watch it outside of that, though? Uh, yes, I've watched a few. Uh, well, of, actually, of no. I don't totally watch anything outside
1: of. I I don't watch the ones that are so bad. It's impossible to watch on MST3K outside of that. Even though I think those movies are getting shortchanged by MST3K because they edit so much out of the movies to make it fit into the riff time for the show. Yeah, that some of them. They, that for a lot of those movies, it's completely nonsensical what's put on screen.
0: For as some far of them, as, yeah. There's for the most part, though, they're bad. Yes. But anyway, so as a movie, not that something you've sat and watched it be riffed on, because then it's not really, you're watching a bad movie, you're watching somebody make fun of a bad movie. Is there something that that you can say that you've watched that is worse than this, or is this like the bottom of your scale?
1: Uh, I would have to dig pretty deep in my memory to find a movie that I disliked as much as this.
0: Okay, so if we're using this as your personal gauge, this is the worst it gets.
1: This is as frustrating as it gets, yes.
0: Okay. So now in the future, we know if we have something to compare it to, we know for you, it's this. For me, it's pieces. For the best, as of right now, you, you seem to Bubba have praised um, Fifth Element the most for you. Indeed. For me, it's... Baba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. for, yeah. I mean, maybe Big Lebowski. I mean, those are kind of...
1: Apples and oranges.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to say where my top one is, um, but of what we've watched, I'd say Bubba Hotep, um, even possibly May, but Big Lebowski, yeah, those would be at the top of my list. But yeah, now we have something to compare it to, so we can pull something positive out of this. So we watch a movie for, down the line, it's like, okay, where does this fall on your scale? We have, we have the beginnings of a scale made. In a sense, yeah.
1: You're lucky, Grim. You only had to watch this once. I watched it twice. You didn't have to watch it twice. You chose to watch it twice. I watched it twice because the first time I wanted it to be like uh, just you know raw experience. The movie raw, and don't worry about taking notes. And the second time I wanted to take notes. Okay. And I filled up some pages with notes.
0: Stupid pages, wasted. Well, that's that's how I felt. With okay, and let me another page, another yeah. I know that feeling. Thirty-five years ago, in nineteen eighty-four.
1: Five years, five days ago. Here we go. Uh, waste of time.
0: Uh, yeah, I think if the if the characters were better developed, the time shifting things wouldn't be an issue. Oh, well. They speaking were. of time shifting things, did I don't remember? Did I ever thank you for solving my problem of how the killer clowns traveled in time? I have no idea what you're talking looked. about. Okay, so remember when we, with Killer Clowns, I was like, I'm just trying to figure out how they're time travelers. Because in the beginning of the movie, oh, that. there's Joe Lombardo, but then Joe gets killed later in the movie. So it's like, well, how are they time travelers? You solved it in that episode, and I didn't catch it until editing, and I've been meaning to thank you for that.
1: Really? What yes. What crazy nonsense did I say that somehow helped this conundrum?
0: Well, you said yourself that the clowns big top circus tent bigger on the inside the clowns are rogue time lords that's
1: one way to look at it yes um then doctor who and the killer clowns go on in the same uh world
0: yeah why not
1: maybe the killer clowns didn't land in england because they know to stay away from there
0: yep probably they landed but then in again, crescent tardis King. lands in the u.s as well so
1: yeah but it's mostly set in england and
0: or sure. different planets but still yeah, yeah. It bigger on the inside. Doctor okay.
1: Who is a resident the, of England. They're uh, time travelers.
0: Okay, you solved it. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, I didn't even know I did it. Yeah, and it's, it's made just, you know how sometimes when it's like, if this happened in this reality or this movie's universe, then the fun little connections you can make. It's like, that means that this person could have been dealing with this, or they could have met, or just how this story in this movie went. And then there was this one that, if they're connected, how that could change the meaning or outcome of another story in one of the other movies. Yes,
1: I come up with ideas like that sometimes, and you say that they're ridiculous and that I'm just making shit up.
0: Well, yeah, but when you have connections then you can make those mental leaps. But yours had no connection. Because <laughs> if I you think, think about that- it, the main connection you had was his age, and it never said how old he was playing in the movie. You just went by how old the actual actor was when he played the character.
1: I think that Tom Regan had a longing for a pastoral youth in Ireland. That's all I want. To <laughs> I refuse to say it. There was something more innocent about his time in Ireland that he missed in the big city that he couldn't have
0: something more innocent about his time and yet your theory was that he was uh, one of the leaders in a war possibly that cuz you know that's more peaceful and <laughs> peaceful and innocent and something to long for
1: or but, well no the the pastoral <laughs> innocence part was in his youth but it was uh it was the troubles that came later that he was part of the that he was part of the the rebels that that's why he had to leave Ireland now he has to look back with longing on that that pastoral youth that he lost with uh, due to his own mistakes.
0: Yeah, I still don't see it, but
1: well, I don't see there being two witches in this crap piece of crap movie.
0: Well, like I said, it very easily could have been that she got her memory back when the pictures burned, like he did.
1: Yeah, or it was just lazy writing, which is the easier
0: answer to me. Okay, but whatever is- answer works best for you, that take take that one. It might not be the right answer. Mine might be completely wrong too whatever works best for you but the train is coming to a stop (laughs) it's time to say
1: goodbye here in the movie car we hope everyone out there in podcast land doesn't watch this movie
0: (laughs) not everyone some people might like it some people yeah uh
1: thanks to everyone who listened to my bitch fest and downloaded uh we love all of you (laughs) Uh thanks to our mutual friend. Please like, subscribe, comment, heart, tell your friends about us or criticize and tell me why I'm a moron for not liking this movie or
0: why uh, I'm a moron for thinking that it's watchable.
1: Yeah, uh just insult us. We could use some trolls to, it'll 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 ease the monotony. We'll I, be good to each other. I don't
0: know there. about that cuz I don't want to deal with that. I'll, I'll let you deal with the trolls.
1: Yeah, I'll do great at that. Be good to each other out there. We're all we're stuck together in this crazy train and we're all we have in here.
0: Bye for now, folks. Goodbye.